Hello, I'm Steve Davis. Welcome to this podcast for Australia's National Centre for Vocational Education Research. Childcare is an important element in daily life for many Australian families and for the Australian labour market, for it's the availability of affordable childcare that enables many parents to participate in the workforce at all. Some would argue that the affordability of childcare in this country is due in part to its history of being a low-skill, low-pay trap. But there are signs this is changing and moves afoot to raise the quality and most likely the cost of childcare by broadening its focus from care to care and education. In the paper, Developing the Childcare Workforce, Understanding Fight or Flight Amongst Workers, Tanya Bretherton from Sydney University's Workplace Research Centre reports on ways four different childcare providers are developing their workforces at a time when national policy for the sector is undergoing change and against a backdrop of high turnover rates. I began by asking Tanya what's meant by development of the childcare workforce. Um, in the context of childcare, development I think means many things. It can mean access to conventional and, and available vocational education and training and indeed higher education, forms of higher education um, in the current environment. But it also can mean providing a supportive and... Um, supportive structures of work so that workers can undertake um, work in a manner that, that maintains high quality for the children in the centres. Tanya, before we move more deeply into some of the, the principles in the report, I'm intrigued by the terms fight and flight in relation to childcare workers. Can you perhaps uh, unpack that a little for us? Yeah, the, the reason why I guess um, we've used that phrase, um, it's because it, it it's a very powerful way of explaining the culture that has emerged in the childcare industry, particularly among workers in the childcare industry. Fight um, refers or is used to refer to the incredibly loyal and, and passionate way, with, uh, way in which many childcare workers undertake their work. And in particularly difficult circumstances, um, they commit to maintain standards of quality in a very tenacious way. Um, so there's a group of workers that will stay in the sector, really no matter what happens, you know, low pay, um, poor access to skill development and all of those things that we stereotypically know about the sector. So those are the, the, the fight workers. The, the flight workers are those workers in which, for whatever reason, personally or otherwise, um, they leave the sector or, or churn in and out of the sector, so move between childcare and other low-paid sectors um, because it's simply not sustainable for them to stay. Can you perhaps share a little bit about the four centres that you researched, a little about their background and perhaps the, the strategies for workforce development that each was pursuing? Yeah, we included a cross-section of um, what we felt were the main characteristics in terms of delivery. So there are obviously a number of models um, under which childcare operates in this country, and we selected four main models. One was a private model, uh, one was a non-for-profit kind of independent or community-based model, one was a non-for-profit um, conglomerate model, so it worked as part of a wider umbrella 
network of, of NFP providers and then there were government owned centres which were often or predominantly local council owned. Um, and there was a variety of strategies. I guess the main, um, a main finding of the report is that all of those centres and all were best practice operators within their field had recognised that a main barrier um, in terms of the future for the sector um, and lifting the status of work in the sector was really about strategies to address turnover. Um, and there were a variety of strategies <clears throat> that those four centres had implemented, but turnover, there was a common recognition that turnover was the, was the biggie that they had to confront. I'm intrigued. You just used the term best practice. Uh, what does best practice look like at, at this stage within the childcare centre? And, and you were mentioning that some organisations seem to be embodying that. We used a number of core factors or core foundation elements um, that defined quality delivery. One was con continuity of employment. So the employment relationships between the employer and the employee within the centre were long-standing and in most cases were based on um, stable or, or permanency of employment. Uh, another feature related to um, a commitment to offer um, child st um, and staff ratios that were lower than required by the statutory minimum. Um, another element related to an assertion of philosophy, that's the term that's been used in the report, but it's really about um, a thoughtful process where a centre understands exactly the type of care and education that they want to provide within that um, within that um, care environment and then mobilising or using that as a uniting force to plan the centre's activities. Um, and a fourth factor related to the way in which staff um, were permitted to maintain qualifications, so either hiring sufficiently um, qualified staff or creating arrangements or opportunities for staff to um, continually access education and training in keeping with the philosophy of the centre and also so that um, employees could leave a, a career path um, out of the um, education and training provided. Tanya, is it your recollection that it's, it's this willingness or uh, a desire to create a career path that is leading uh, pressure towards broadening the, the focus from childcare to childcare and education or are there other motivators behind uh, this push, this momentum? Oh, look, that's, that's part of it. I, I also think that um, we are at a unique crossroads, I guess, in policy terms because so much work has been done internationally where many nations are starting to question their approach to um, the delivery of education and care services and the extent to which they should either be amalgamated or separated. Um, and certainly the work that's been done by the OECD um, you know, within the last five to ten years has created a, a baseline, I guess, in terms of comparing um, the attitudes and the delivery mechanisms of childcare in, in, you know, nations all over the world. That's provided a baseline I think we didn't kind of really have. Certainly people in the industry knew a lot about what was going on, um, but it's created an environment where people are starting to question um, or, or be more directed in the way, the choices that we're making in terms of policy.
How disruptive are these moves towards a more skilled childcare workforce likely to be on incumbents within the industry, do you think? That's probably the big question I think everyone is asking within the industry. I think for people entering the industry, the environment's going to be really different and the the issues will not be as difficult. I mean, there's certainly... For those workers that have made a long-standing commitment to the sector and haven't accessed or haven't maintained um, uh, sort of qualifications or continual improvement in qualifications and certainly haven't achieved kind of an early childhood specific focus, um, it's certainly likely they're going to have to um, commit to to upskill or to undertake training. Um, but I mean, it's a difficult question for the sector to confront because without without upskilling and without that um, recognition, um, it's very difficult for the sector or, or the sector as a whole to change the status of the industry over time. And certainly, it's it's well documented, and people within the industry are very aware of how devalued their work is. I mean, in one researcher talks about the weight of history or the, or the legacy of um, the devaluation of, of care and education activities and childcare certainly um, um, experiences that. From my point of view as a parent, actually making use of the childcare sector, at least only one day a week at the moment for our child, I fear tensions in the workforce during this transitional period as the uh, participants who are on the pathway towards higher education within the sector will be treated differently or have different esteem within an organisation compared to those fighters who are staying in there, perhaps uh, those people who are there more for the care focus. Is there much thought about these potential tensions uh, within the sector? Look, that, that's an interesting question. And funnily enough, it's certainly um, superficially you would think look, that is a reasonable thing to um, perhaps anticipate might happen, given that you've got two very different streams of education and training. But I can only say the experience in the, in the centres that we interviewed, um, the approach couldn't have been more different. And it was because the employers, and we've kind of generically labelled them best practice employers, um, had really undertaken to create a very committed, positive and united um, culture within their organisations. I mean, many employers talked about the creation of a flat structure and that flat structure or that sort of non-hierarchical approach to, to managing or workload management, though obviously there are obviously still directors and there are managers undertaking certain duties and activities within that structure, but that flat structure or that commitment to everyone being entitled to have a say um, and to participate fully in, um, you know, the activities in the centre. That was something that really preceded all of this, um, you know, the more modern kind of policy frameworks that we're talking about in terms of, uh, you know, upskilling and, and e-check or early childhood focus. Um, so it certainly wasn't a feature in, in the centres that we interviewed. Before, before we finish with some vet sector-focused uh, questioning, there is one other 
parent-centred question, and that is the danger of pricing of childcare becoming out of the reach of average families as the workforce does become high, more highly skilled and therefore in a position to command better pay. What is the thought, what's the thinking process about that looking down the track? Yeah, look, that obviously is probably the main question that everyone is asking. Looking at the experience overseas, um, that issue really has been resolved in many cases by there being a commitment by government to provide more funding. And that certainly is the experience um, kind of in the Nordic regions. But I can say from the interviews that we conducted with these very innovative employers, um, they have been operating in cost-strapped um, environments for a very long time and have been incredibly resourceful in the way that they have managed to maintain high quality standards and care and yet um, maintain very low turnover in their workforce. Um, so I think there are, there are options and I think the, the fact that those options haven't been considered to this point is because we haven't faced this situation. At this point in time, do you think the vet sector is geared towards helping the childcare workforce develop both the caring and the educational skills bases or are there other models that will have to embrace uh, bodies outside the vet sector to help uh, the childcare industry move forward? Look, the, the, I guess there's two ways to approach that question. One is to say that obviously the, that many vet providers are, you know, ex ex workers themselves who have moved into training. They are very aware of the quality issues, very committed to um, adapting vet as required um, in order to kind of, you know, embrace some of these these new or merged school categories between education and care. The other um, way that that question might be answered is really to um, echo some of the comments made by the employers we interviewed, which, which is that many vet operators really have fallen short um, and work needs to be done in terms of uh, changing the way that training is delivered and also changing the content of vet training in particular so that it can embrace more of a um, pedagogical focus, I guess, um, in keeping with you know, this, this merged category of, of skill that we're, that we're all talking about, um, early childhood, um, rather than just the, the division between education and care that the, the system has been characterised um, by historically. Thanks for listening to this podcast produced by the National Centre for Vocational Education Research. To download your copy of Developing the Childcare Workforce, Understanding Fight or Flight Amongst Workers, go to www.ncver.edu.au.